Hi, I'm Pat Foran. Welcome to Get Labeled Indie Music Roadmap, a podcast for working indie artists, aspiring music artists, and fans. Each week, I interview a different guest who has a proven track record in the biz or related field. I talk with producers, promoters, audio engineers, managers, songwriters, bands, social media experts, veteran and novice artists too, about their experiences and recommendations. I'll get answers to some of the hows and whys of today's music business, which you will find invaluable in navigating the chaotic world of today's music industry. Today's guest is singer-songwriter Melissa Gordon. Let's get going. Hello. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, sound good. Fabulous. Um, how's it going? It's going well. Now, we haven't actually met in person because, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I did the virtual song con thing and, right, is that what you did? Or no, you were, you were, uh, did you go? I was there, yeah. In person, yeah, okay. I don't know, I, I keep seeing a Melissa Gordon around and I keep seeing your name, obviously, on the SongCon group, but um, it sounded familiar. I do, I, I am in touch with another Melissa Gordon. Oh no, somebody's trying to, trying <laughs> to steal my, uh, my name. <laughs> um. So <clears throat> I'm not sure what I'm seeing, but <laughs> definitely on the SongCon group, yeah, and all, that, all that stuff. So, so um, where did you go? You just traveled or something? Me? Yeah. Oh, I was um, I was just in LA for a wedding and for a oh. couple days, just hanging out and everything. It was nice and warm there. Oh, I would say cool, but that's warm. Yeah, um, <laughs> or warmer. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> I um. This this uh, podcast is uh, about indie musicians. Great. So I don't. I'm not sure if you had a chance, or if I sent you. Maybe I didn't even send you a link. But um, I looked. I looked through some. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You have to excuse me, uh, or take me with a grain of salt because I have a health condition called uh, fibromyalgia. Oh, okay. So at times I will blank out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have a friend with that as well. No worries. No worries at all. I get totally like um, spaced out. Uh, and, uh, no re- reminds me of my earlier days with, uh, with pot, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for the, um, Spotify thing, like it's kind of annoying because I went on there earlier today and this, your, your song came up first, um, uh, Melissa and the mannequins. Mm-hmm. And, um, then a Nico case, uh, song came up. Oh, really? Yeah, so they throw these things in. They they'll tell Love play. Me, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I do like her. That's um, cool. But um, you know, it just kind of threw me. I was like, I was like, um, it said Nico Case, but the voice sounded so- somewhat similar. <laughs> so I wasn't I've got, sure. I've gotten mm. a um a comparison to her vocally. Okay. I think like once before from a friend or something, and I I was appreciative of that. Yeah, which is which is a good thing. I, yeah. I like her. Definitely. Um, but, um, yeah, I was kind of confused. I was like, do they have this right? Is this like <laughs> <laughs> the right artist? Not actually <laughs> <case>. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, what, well, what, let's, let's, uh, see what's, what's happening now. Are you getting ready to do a release or something? A, a song release? I am. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm uh, releasing an acoustic album at the end of uh, this month. This is something that I started during lockdown and I thought that I was gonna knock it out really quick in three months. And then, you know, then it took a year and a half, but that's okay. <laughs> so basically- um, It's part of the course. So. <laughs> yeah, this, um, this album is called uh, Songs from the Coven. And it's an acoustic album that I mainly recorded myself. My friend recorded uh, one of the songs on there for me that I recorded all at home. And it's a mix of old songs and a couple of new ones. So it's kind of a revisitation of um, songs that I would play live when I was playing solo acoustic shows over the years. And just kind of, it's an interesting batch of songs that spans a lot of time. Um, but each one is kind of related to um, the the feeling of uh, having lived in my apartment, the coven, as it was known, <laughs> for about 10 years. So it's all kind of tied to that experience of the last 10 years. Okay. Um, and um, you're, you're a guitarist? Yeah. Songwriter, <clears throat> singer, and, and a vocalist. guitar player. Um, any, uh, any other instruments? Piano at all? Actually, well, the very first lessons I took when I was younger was piano lessons. And unfortunately for me now, I wish I could play piano really well. I can play some chords, (laughs) but I didn't stick with that because I didn't have the focus for reading music. I can read very basic music, but I think and operate more within a key center approach and a Nashville number system and just my ear. Um, But I did play drums in middle school and in high school in jazz band. And I started playing guitar in high school and then ultimately kind of wow. moved over to that. But I still like to play a drums from uh, from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a similar experience um, reading-wise. I couldn't stand reading. Well, I was – I'm not sure if I was – if I'm ADD at some, to some degree or – I think that's what <clears throat> my thing was, yeah. When I, I would sit down, my – you know, I would want to read, but – I would sit down and I'd be like, I, it was torture it yeah. tortures for me. Um, I'd jump up and go out and run out the door and go play <laughs> or something. Um, but, you know, for like music, for music, I would focus, but <clears throat> it was the reading thing. Like I couldn't stand reading. Um, but, it, you know, I think I read uh, something about or watched a video. Yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen, there was a, uh, interview that he did. I can't remember who the interviewer was, mm-hmm. but um, he talked about he's him himself starting off on piano. Yeah, and um, something similar. Like he would play through the song one, two, or three times, and then he'd be playing it by ear. He'd be reading it, getting through, and yeah. then he would play it by ear. Then when yeah. he would go for his lessons, he was playing it back by ear, and the teacher would catch him. You know, um, same thing with me. Like they they he. he my teachers would always catch me. Yeah. Um, oh, you need to read. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like eight or nine. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the learning approach, especially for music, is different for people because I think not everybody is a visual learner. You know, I I think that. You know, I think if you know if you're a classical musician and or you know a, a Broadway pit <clears throat> musician and like you know there's certain types of jobs as a musician or you know a vocalist where you need to be able to sight read and I wish I was better at it but ultimately that's not really what I'm 
going for Sometimes I wish I could do it better, and I've certainly taken stabs at doing it. But every time I do, I'm just like, oh, this will require a lot of work. I, <laughs> I just prefer to write some songs and record and work on my yeah. ear. But I, well, I, I do a little piano, just like basic stuff here and there, just to just for fun and just to kind of keep it at a basic kind of level. Well, when I was, I, I went to college for music um, for a few years and uh-huh. studied and still reading. I was still behind the curve reading, um, but we had to do a lot of sight reading. So I got better at it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I learned, I learned to read. I, I, I studied um, classical uh, violin books for, like we used to study uh, guitar with that. Oh, cool. And um, the um, other thing would be like chords, like reading chords and like you're talking about charts. So yeah, charts, you know, yeah. are a little easier. Well, if you know the chords, they're easier. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, that's a whole other thing. You have to learn chords and things. Yeah. But um, ultimately I play by ear. Yeah. So I was always, that always dominated my musicianship um, for the, for better or worse. Um. But uh, how about, how do you feel like, um, I think I heard you do at least one solo or one lead part on one of the songs. Um, how do you feel about uh, uh, lead guitar or taking a solo? I, you know, I really enjoy soloing. It's not, I don't think I'd ever call myself a lead guitarist. I'm definitely a rhythm guitarist, you know, in the style of like, you know, a Bob Weir or something, right? Where it's like, you know, you can play rhythm, but it's not just playing chords. There's syncopated patterns. There's also lead lines that are happening within the rhythm. And that's the style that I really like to play when I'm playing electric. I I think I'd like to be a little more confident as a lead, but you know, I can take like some solos here and there, but you know, I don't shred, I don't get too crazy, but I try and keep it simplistic if I am doing a solo. So I then don't oh. uh, shoot myself in the foot and it ends up sounding bad. But I, 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 sh- I like to learn solos and then, and then play them and then kind of, you know, understand, you know, why, why it is the way it is. Yeah. I think, I think what I felt was um, it was very melodic here. Yeah. Solo. So um, that, that's why I ask because yeah. uh, um, I, I was well, uh, on that album. There is uh, the other guitar player who, did I think most of the solos? I'm not sure which songs oh, okay. you listen to, um, but there's a couple of me um, on there, and then the rhythm parts. It was Melissa and the Mannequins. Yeah, and I, I want to say Future or something, or is there a song called Future or something? Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get bogged down with that, but um, yeah, I think I, I listened to at least four songs or most of four songs. Yeah, um, and the um, and the style changed. One was kind of Nashville-y um, sounding uh, vocals. Yeah, the, um, I mean, I do a wide range of music myself, so I'll, I'll do Americana. Totally, Ameri- yeah. I played country at one point. Um, I'm really like I feel like I'm really like a rock musician, rock guitarist, but I do other things too. Yeah, um, my favorite is rock, and you know, jamming on rock and. I know. I mean, super <laughs> fun. Rock guitar, you know. Well, pe- some of the comments I get when I perform are at after the show, people will come up and, and be like, I, I don't know how it'll come up, but it'll, somehow the guitar playing will come up. 
and then they'll go, oh yeah, well, you're a rock guitar player. You know, I'm playing acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> so somehow that comes through. Yeah. Even when I'm not trying to do it, you know, but, um, so, um, when, um, when did you think you wanted to do music or like you took lessons at a, at a young age? Well, I actually started, um, like I said, I, I took, uh, some drum lessons in, in middle school. My dad actually had played drums and I took drum lessons in middle school, played a little bit in jazz band in high school, but in high school and college, I did a lot of I, theater. I majored in theater and I also did, um, a lot of improv and a lot of comedy. Um, but I always wrote songs and I always kind of played guitar, but it definitely was kind of a second banana to performing. And I had a lot of friends who were more legit musicians in high school. And I always thought, Oh, well, like that's their thing. And, you know, this is my thing, you know, performing. Um, and then in my twenties, I started slowly doing some more writing and just kind of taking the time to get some more theoretical knowledge under my belt and just doing that sort of stuff. But I did also a lot of comedy, a lot of musical comedy, a lot of musical improv comedy, which kind of then turned into um, working on different projects that involved comedic songwriting and other types of songwriting. I almost went to grad school for musical theater writing at NYU, but I decided not to because it was a lot of money and ultimately I'm glad I didn't. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I started just playing some more shows by myself and then, uh, the Melissa and the mannequins project and band, um, began that lasted a couple of years. And since then, um, I've mainly been playing solo shows. And then in the last year and a half or so have kind of been putting together a new band with a lot of my old material and a bunch of new material that I've written in about the past year or so. So it's kind of an interesting time because in a way I feel like I'm kind of starting something new, even though I'm not, but it, but it is interesting to kind of sort of have a new project after having had another project. Um, yeah. And I, and I do some songwriting for a, for a children's podcast as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So you, you, uh, studied theater. Yeah. And, and it, it was, um, was it, was it dramatic too, or, or you mentioned comedy. Did you um, focus on? I, I have always, I mean, you know, my general theater education encompassed all sorts of, okay. uh, you know, Shakespeare, this contemporary plays and, and whatnot and, you know, movement and all that. But I, I always did improv in college and I always well, have leaned towards comedy and it's very much a part of my act and being on stage. I use a lot of improvisation. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll improvise a verse, you know, it helps. I mean, really like we improvise a music, but also, you know, I like to keep things fresh and <laughs> the comedy is very much a part of the in-between and the, the relationship between the audience and, and the performance within every show, even if some songs are, you know, just regular songs, some songs I have, or I don't want to call them comedy songs, but they can certainly lean a little more lighthearted or kind of skew that way. Um, so there's definitely a wider range of material in my set, I think. Um, well, I had been, uh, 
I studied with a lady in New York, um, um, musician. Um, she was, she had a lot of connections in, uh-huh. especially in the New York city, you know, uh, music world. Um, and, uh, she was, a um, accomplished singer and, and she taught, I think she taught it. Yeah. She taught at NYU. Cool. Um, I don't know the courses, but, um, she, um, I, I, I worked on performance with her and we did musicianship too. Like we had, I used to go up three, three times a week, three to three to four times a week. Oh, wow. Sometimes, um, I live about an hour and a half outside of New York. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, I, I do it in the, in the minute, you know, I'll go whenever I yeah. feel I should go. And, <clears throat> you know, I try and support people. I have friends in New York. I try and support them when I can. Well, before yeah. pre COVID. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so now I'm just trying to get restarted again, totally. like everybody else. Um, but, um, yeah, I used to talk to her, like I had issues, like, um, coming up with things to say about, you know, presenting a song or, yeah, and and then, so we didn't really. That was one thing that we didn't really work on that I wish I had worked on more. But um, I wasn't, you know, I was not never really um, a front person. I never really expected to be a front person. I just wanted yeah. to write music and play my guitar. <laughs> and, That's super interesting. Going back to your, you asked me a question about like, do you consider yourself a lead player? Like I very much consider myself a front person, the singer, you know what I mean? Like I like leading the band. I like communicating with the audience. And then sometimes it's like, I think I get nervous the way maybe someone like you or someone who's used to just kind of like being, you know, like the guitar player or the bassist, then having to like having the spotlight on like, okay, now solo for 32 bars or something that <laughs> it stresses me out in a, in a different way. Cause I'm like, Oh no, if I hit a bad, no, or so you know what I mean, and then I get very in my head about it. But yeah. ultimately, nobody's even no. really going to notice if you no. you if can you play something wrong. Yeah, you, you can recover. You can um, recover. Dizzy, I studied jazz for a while, so I was a big fan of you know many um, yeah perform jazz jazz uh, greats. But uh, Dizzy Gillespie said um, you can play any note over any chord as long as you know how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, you know you work that in. Some people say repeat it three times or repeat it two times. And then it's a, then it's a riff. Yeah. Um, even if it's out, um, or, you know, you just work it, you work that in somehow, um, work around it. Yeah. But the main thing is you don't acknowledge it. You don't, you're not, you don't play and then go, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes. And I see people do that, you know, can I start that again? Yeah. <laughs> One more time. You know, And, um, but, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 um, I didn't really think about that, but I, I do that vocally too. You know, it's like, yeah, I talk to people about this and it's like, I don't know. See, so that here's another thing like pre- presentation. I'll talk, I'll be talking to the audience and we'll be laughing or something and then we'll go and, and do a song and now I'll forget the first verse because <laughs> <laughs> my mind is back. And <laughs> See, that's where the improv that's fun too. Because <laughs> I'll make something, you know, sometimes like what will happen is you'll start a song, especially if it's like a cover song or something, you know, you'll accidentally sing the second verse first. And I just feel like if you commit hard to it, or even if you're just like, you know, (laughs) even if you're just making stuff up, as long as you're not 
you know, like showing that you're, you know, worried <laughs> about it. I think people don't even really care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so right. So that's the thing. It's, it's, um, make, make it, uh, make him make them think that you mean it. Like exactly. That's what you meant to do. You know? <laughs> that was totally my plan all along. <laughs> yeah. I meant to do that. Even the bass player was surprised. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's when it gets a little goofy when, when they're like, I think, I think maybe you were alluding to a little bit of that, but yeah. um, you know, and you're, you're starting the song and you just start it maybe slightly different <laughs> because yeah. that's all you can remember at the moment. And they're like, so yeah that's fun too well it's it's always uh you know every show there's there's can be an adventure you know absolutely so um but um yeah so that's something that i wish i could uh well i'm still actually trying to work on that so but um you know because you get like well i was talking to some people in nashville working with a coach on actually presenting my set like bettering my set presentation yeah, and uh, picking music. And um, so she gave me something that, and it wasn't wrong, but you know, we're up here in the Northeast and it's a little different. Um, at least the club, you know, the places that I was playing or that I normally play. Uh, if you go to a listening room that, you know, you have a, a, a wider margin to um, experiment but, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, as long as you're engaging the audience with your music, then you're yeah. good. Um, as long as they're, but normally they give you that. Um, but, um, so I, I did a festival, a recent festival, a music fest in Bethlehem. And, um, so we went out to play this set and she gave me two, two slow, two ballads to play back to back. And one was a little faster than the other, but I was like, I'd never play two ballads. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. And, um, but I could see it like working uh, at a at a, um, a showcase where yeah. people people do that, like, right. um, or maybe they do a lot of ballads and it doesn't really matter, you know. But here, you know, um, people want to dance or clap or sing yeah. along or, you know. So that's my from the rock background. That's you know my band was originally like cover band um years ago and um so my thing was get people on the floor dancing and keep them there you know yeah. as long as you can you know that was successful you know yes um but you know there isn't a lot of mindfulness to it you know you just pick the right songs and, right you know um but um you know presenting your original material you know you're trying to present and not not every time i mean I mean, I don't do this for every show, but I do have like um, set a set order that I try and use um, to build the set yeah. and then bring it down right, and then so you have a little uh, movement. Uh, of, yeah, uh, building a set is kind of a skill. I, I I will usually make a set and then throw half of it out the window in the moment <laughs> and switch things around, but yeah, because you have to you're reading the room. Yeah. Right. So that changes things totally um which is harder with uh with an original act because yeah a lot of times i'm hiring people to do a show or a couple of shows i don't have the same people all the time uh backing me up normally so yeah um you know i might say these are three alternate songs and then throw it in (laughs) 
yeah. right away before they get a chance to warm up, yeah. you know, to my, to my music. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that can be tricky too. Uh, especially for, I think for original music. Yeah, uh, you don't know how people are going to react, you know, I mean, you know, if you play, uh, you know, take the money and run or whatever, you know, everybody's going to, you know, like that song or, or certain songs that people like dance to, or, you know, sing along to kind yeah. of get them on your side first before, you know, you share your personal artistry with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's it. I think it's, that's, that's where I was going with it. Like some, some uh, shows you could try and show off more of your artistry than other shows. Other shows you're just trying to, you know, make people, like I said, like sing along or want to yeah. sing along or, you know, remember one of your songs or, you know, present a strong song so that, you know, like everybody, most people like it. Yeah. And, and then again, you don't know what's going to hit. I mean, you don't know which song. I mean, I, I, I travel regionally perform regionally so in the northeast so i do have certain songs that work just about everywhere right yeah. people like it's like a go-to for the most part sometimes sometimes once in a while not as they don't pay as much attention original, to it you mean or a yeah original yeah, yeah originals um I, I i'm doing all originals um for like the past three years i guess mm-hmm um, I focused on originals before, but I was doing some covers, throwing some covers in here and there. Um, but, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, for that, you have to go to the right room. So we're not, maybe we're not even playing the same rooms, but type of rooms, but, um, um, you know, my point being that, um, you're, um, well, you're, you're a better point would be like you reading the room, like you were saying, like, yeah, like Saturday to, I have a a two hour gig and we're doing basically like half covers and half originals and yeah. I'll kind of mix them all together. You know, it won't be like a, this is the cover set and this is the original set. You kind of just hodgepodge it all together. And that usually is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's like some clubs expect that. So yeah. you have, you have to do that if yeah. you want to, if you want to go back, <laughs> if you want to play there again. Play what people know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I am, I, I am kind of, um, disappointed that and as long you know along with many many others of us um about um the original music venues are disappearing yeah um i played uh new york like um what was the one that cafe vivaldi oh yeah uh, that has been around since the 90s i think um closed a few years ago before i yeah. think it was before the pandemic but um i used to go i used to go there um, play there and, um, there was the living room. Was it the living room? Was it moved to Brooklyn? And then I went there. I saw, do you know, Freddie Johnson, Johnson, mm-hmm. the name, um, he was, uh, he became popular in the nineties, I think. And, um, he's kind of a folk, folk artist, maybe folk pop. Cool. Um, and, um, you know, I like, I liked a lot of his music, but, um, I, I went to see him. I met him here. I live in Lambertville, New Jersey, and it's right across the river, river from uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania. And, um, I played, that's where all the clubs are. I've been uh, to New Hope. It's, it's nice over there. Yeah. That's, well, that's where all the arts, most of the arts are. I mean, there's. Do they do original 
like are there places for original music there? It's mainly like yeah, yeah. You can do original music, um, but I, you know, when I go to the clubs, I hear people playing covers anyway. Yeah. So, um, it it's I would say there's less original music, um, but you could definitely do like John and Peter's. Like you could definitely do an original set there. Um, but, um, you know, it all depends, uh, definitely depends where you on, are on the crowd that night. And, you know, but, uh, like I play, I usually play originals when I, when I play there and, yeah, um, I mean, that's yeah. what we all want to play. Yeah. But again, you know, there's a whole, you have to have your fan base and this and that. So, yeah. um, we're, you know, I don't think we're going to have time to get into that today, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I kind of uh, went off here. But oh, that's okay. <laughs> I love a good. I love a good tangent. <laughs> um, so, um, what are your? Let's say, who are your biggest influences? Do you think, or do you consider that you have bigger influences, or you don't really pay attention to that? That's a really good question. I've been trying to think about it lately, especially because I've been reading things that say how if you're an original artist, you need to come up with a kind of log line that says it's like Dolly Parton meets Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> if you put them in a blender on steroids, you know what I mean? So I, I, I like, I'm always trying to think of this type, type of stuff randomly. I'm just going to like give a bunch of influences like Elliot Smith, Beth <laughs> Midler, the Grateful <laughs> Dead, like Nirvana, you know, <laughs> Ani right. DeFranco, it's, you know, I don't know. It's kind Keep of like it a out there. mix of like <laughs> yeah. some like show tune style, like brassy musical theater stuff, sad folk, and then just like jammy kind of rock and also grunge, which I think is, I kind of like, all of those are kind of like a part of my style. Um, if you ever get a chance to look up um, a skit, it was by Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And it's, I think it's called Chopping Broccoli. He does this rendition of whatever he's trying to improvise at the moment to present to an A&R team. Oh, my <laughs> and he's God. In, he's in the office. This was like probably in the, I guess he was like in the 80s. But um, anyway, so they're asking him what, you know, what kind of music is it? And it's like, he's like, oh, well, it's like, I don't know what the bands are, but let's say he's like Sinatra meets Johnny Rotten and <laughs> so he's taking them through this and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, so, the Very people. Ironic, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then he's writing a song and, and then he's playing it and they're, they're like listening. And, um, so he keeps changing it a little bit to see what they like. And then he's, and then at the end he's like, she's chopping broccoli. <laughs> <You know, he's> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. They're like, we love it. You know? sign them you know something like that so it's maybe it's that's hilarious. what i need to do yeah yeah check that out chopping broccoli um dana carvey um yeah so i think i think you're right i think that's it's kind of like that because well i think my my um influences are like that anyway it's a yeah. mishmash of just about everything i think i think most people's are especially right? now I, I mean i just feel like there's there's so much music Oh, Unless yeah. you're doing like one very specific yeah. thing, I, you know, I think, I think especially if you're a songwriter, I think if you're not writing songs and you're, you know, an instrumentalist only, I think maybe it makes 
some more sense if, you know, you're just only influenced by, you know, jazz or like blues or, you know, stuff like that. But I think as a, as a songwriter, and I think also as a singer who's writing their own songs, who also plays, I think it's, you know, most people I speak to have a lot of different kind of influences from various genres. Yeah. Um, well, I always talk about after a performance and people come up and they'll say, Oh, I like this song. So you'll say, okay, Oh, which song, you know, which one yeah. was it? third song. You know, And um, usually it's not a song that I would have guessed. It's like a yeah. song I just threw in, you know, and then, and then they'll be like, Oh yeah, you sound like Bruce Springsteen or you sound like, I know it's interesting. Really? People, Tom Petty. Say, <laughs> <I'm> like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's always fun. In my mind, I'm Robert Plant and you know, radio, or Radiohead and they think they're getting Springsteen and, I was like, is it me? <laughs> you're, you're wondering like what it, what it actually sounds like out there. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, they're, they're, they're meant, it's meant to be complimentary, you know? So, um, you, you just kind of roll with that and definitely, uh, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're correct about that. There's, there's uh, so much music out there. Um, and I, well, I think what used to be was, you would buy an album or buy a CD or whatever you, whatever your medium was at the time. And, you know, that was what you listened to. Right. Right. Um, and then you might have 10 of your favorites or five favorites, and then you keep playing those. But now, right. Like you were saying, like you have streaming. Yep. So now you're one, you're listening to one song. And then like, just like um, Spotify did today when I was listening to you, they uh, popped in Nico case. Yep. So, so <laughs> It's like you're gonna hear something whether you want to or not. Yeah. Um, and Pandora was like that. I was listening to Pandora maybe ten years ago. Yeah. And then I didn't like it because they kept throwing stuff I didn't like and or that I didn't want to listen to. And then maybe I was listening to like alternative, and then I tried it again about five years ago, and it sounded a little bit better. But then they started throwing this stuff in still. Like, um, I'm like, that's not alternative. Like, why are you <laughs> playing this song for me? Yeah. It's like some kind of pop. Well, that, I think they camp. try to do that to like, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, maybe you'll like this too. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, I know what I like. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, well, we did, I did mention, I think I mentioned social media, but, um, promotion and I mentioned the fan base. Yes. So that's one of the issues today is. Uh, I think I just read last week, there's 60,000 songs per day being released. So, you know, that's the trick is like, how do I create a fan base out of that? But yeah, um, there's ways of doing it. Um, I'm getting ready to release some music, uh, new music that I have. I haven't released anything for years. My last release was 2013. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, go through the, ifs and whys and yeah <laughs> coulda shoulda woulda you know but uh um, oh, no 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 point in looking <laughs> you know it's hard it takes a long time and i think sometimes we're, we can be perfectionists and then you know you realize that you just sat on something for two years <laughs> because the levels weren't right <laughs> well I, yes i agree i mean that's so true um but i i kind of got started getting i mentioned sync earlier and um, yeah i started trying to get into that or I first started getting into that around 2019, mid 2019. That was my really kind of 
dug in and yeah. took a course and this and that. So I've been kind of pursuing that, but but I what I found was I'm not really like I'm I can't do music like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it's not that I don't like it. I think it, a lot of it's good, but that's not me. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's been an extra couple of years since I released anything because I've been going on this journey and finally found myself around May saying, you know what, I'm just going to follow my artistic needs. I think that's the way to do it. You know, and I don't think it's worth it to kind of not be true to your own, you know, sound or whatever for the sake of, of something else. Cause I think people can tell when it, you know, it's not yes. genuine. Yeah. Well, it, it's been a journey. It's been a, like a two year extra journey. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from my longer journey. Um, a little, a little sidestep, but it's, it's been good. I mean, um, but, um, what I tried to do is I'm trying to push my music, my artistry towards sync friendly. Let's say, let's put it yeah. that way. So, um, and, um, well, why would you want to do that? Because you want to make money at music. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's a good, that's a good, um, We'd all target, love you know, that yeah. nice sync money. Yeah, so that's what that's why you even consider sync, so you can try and make make some money at music. But um, I mean, so that's one of the ways. But um, so um, so let's see. So you're doing. Um, I noticed you're going to be playing. You're, you're in. You live in New York. Yes. So you're going to be playing some shows in New York. Um, I, I looked at your schedule. I think it's current. <laughs> it is. Current. Uh, yeah. Um. I, I. You know. I. I I'll play in the city. Um. A good amount, and I also play around. Queens a lot, sometimes Brooklyn. So have a show this Saturday and then I have um, a solo acoustic show at the end of the month. And then in November, I'm doing a residency um, at this place called LIC Bar, which is in Queens. It's a really nice kind of bar. They have a nice little stage. Um, they do a lot of live music there. It's super, super fun. And that'll be a weekly residency in November, which I'm excited about. And um, a couple dates in December, but I, I do try and do a lot of a lot of shows just because I think it's important to play and you know keep people engaged and, and show that you're out there uh, doing stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all of those shows. Yeah, I think um, I think it's important for me to perform for writing purposes too. So yeah, um, it helps me write. Um, it's sort of like a I'll go out and I'll, and I'll get an idea for, for a song, um, for a set or yeah. something will just happen where I'll go, Oh yeah. You know, this, this type of song would be good here. And, um, so it helps like that. Or sometimes I'll just get an idea. Um, and hopefully I remember it, but, um, <laughs> it, it, it definitely I helps. I have a lot of voice memos <laughs> on my phone that are four seconds long. <laughs> yeah. Untitled number 28. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> this week. <laughs> so yeah, so um so I kind of feel I kind of feel the same about shows. Like I, I like to do them. Yeah. Um, but I don't do you know, I've been considering doing covers or doing a tribute band or something, um, because that seems to be popular around here. Um, a club that I was I had uh, an ongoing music showcase running. Um I hosted a music showcase in New Hope. Um the, after COVID, they're they're they um they're doing all covers and tribute bands at, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So um, you know that's why I was saying I'm not sure. Yeah. I know that you can definitely do something 
John and Peters. Um, there's another club, Triumph. You know, that's a possibility, but I, I don't know too much about Triumph. I haven't played. Well, if, I'm, if I'm down in that area, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to connect with you. Oh, definitely. I was in New Hope years ago. It's a lovely town. I I was like, I, I'll live here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great place. Um, there's um, well, there's at least one band, Ween. Did you, did you know Ween? Sorry. The band Ween. Oh yeah. They're, um, yeah, they, they're out of, uh, they're based out of John and Peters. That's, oh, okay. that was their home base. Um, I think they still tour. They were, I, I don't, I forget what they might've been late eighties, early nineties. Um, but they, I think they did a show like before COVID that I remember. So they're still touring a little bit. And then we have like, um, probably 30 minutes west of Princeton and all those people were talking like, uh, blues traveler. Yeah. I think fish has some kind of roots there, but I'm not sure um, in the Princeton area. Um, did I say blues traveler? I said blues traveler. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it Chris Barron? Chris Barron from uh, Spin Doctors. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's he's. They I think they went to high school together or the same high school. And then I'm sure I'm missing one or two acts over there. They'll forgive uh, you. <laughs> So every once in a while, if you're a New Hope, like one of those guys will pop up. Not That's, I haven't seen I Chris Barron, but uh, John Popper. Yeah. Um, I saw him once or twice over there. Uh, yeah, so it's really cool, you know. Um, but um, nice area. Um, now, um, do you tour at all, or or you just like kind of local, regional I'm right now? Local, but I I really would like to. I just. Uh have not bitten the bullet on that yet. And I think I'm a little scared, but I, I think I'm going to at some point next year, just put together, you know, an independent local tour. But, you know, I think that's a thing that requires a lot of preemptive planning months in advance. And I'm not in the headspace to get into that yet, but I yeah. think soon I will be. Well, it's something that I've wanted to do. So I've been like, I had been, kind of prepping it i've been and by by tour i don't mean you know um bus tour like you're on a tour and you know you have your roadies and yeah. i just mean like going out and picking a club yeah <laughs> and, and trying it out and then going back and then adding that to a you know a, a, um string together a few clubs up in the yeah. wind or right i have a friend who does that and he always has a great time i mean he works really really hard and you know he books everything himself and you know rents the car and all you know and it's a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of money that you're advancing yourself so it definitely i think is a little scary <laughs> yeah. yeah so what i'll what i'm going to be working on first is i'm going to be working on the um a fan base and you know we're doing some releases i'm going to do some promotion that way and then see what happens with that. Yeah. And um, I did join uh, a, a little tour last year. I was invited. Um, I was opening up for rock bands cool. <laughs> with my acoustic. You know? And uh, when they first asked me, I'm like, how, you know, how's this going to work? You want me to come solo? They're like, yeah. It was just, like, just okay. you? Yeah, just me. Solo, okay. So, well, I, I luckily I have some, I had some guitar music that I had written over the years and, um, where, you know, I'm riffing a little bit and doing yeah. a little bit of solo. So I threw that in and they liked it. So it worked out. Um, but at first I was like, oh man, like how am I, how is this going to work? 
these guys it's are scary to be an opener too. doing their marshals and yeah i mean <laughs> it's, it's a, it was a whole thing but it was really cool everybody was really nice and supportive and so it turned out great um but that, that's what i was saying like there are you know sometimes you can do things like uh, find um promotion companies yeah. like that could join a join a group um but i think um my thing right now is um is uh online developing some kind of fan base yeah and then if you can get five people to show up 10 people to show up in boston um for a show uh, or the boston area and um you know then that's pretty good i mean if you get yeah. five even five people to show up that's good if you're if you're out of state you know, i think so that's good in state actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had those. I have plenty of those nights. Um, but um, but those five people deserve the best show. Yes. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. So we did the song con thing, right? So yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's in the winter, if I remember correctly, or early spring. I forget. Yeah. But I'm looking. For, I think I'm going to try in person this year if I'm invited back. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And so we just we just finished the song. My little group. We had four or five. We had five people in it. So uh, songwriting. So we just it took like months to reschedule. Oh my gosh! And then yeah. and then another few months to reschedule again. And um, well, we had one person in Amsterdam. Oh wow! L.A. Utah. See, that, what's cool about you know the virtual group yeah that's people from all over working together um and where was the other person the other person was in canada so we're all over the place that's awesome um, but it, it was fun yeah and uh we heard some well the one thing that impressed me was um we did we did the virtual open mic you did the in-person yeah. open mic. um we didn't get to really hear anybody from that but we had heard the virtual there were so many good people on there yeah, so, there were just a lot of great people. And, uh, singers and things. Um, so how do we find you on uh, social media? Um, I am the Melgo Experience on Instagram, Melissa Gordon on Facebook, Melissa Gordon and Melissa and the Mannequins on all of your various streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp. And I will be uh, putting out new music under my name, Melissa Gordon, later this fall, and then some other things in uh, late 2022 and 2023, which I'm excited about. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, I expect to get back to New York. I used to go there at least once a month. It's, so. it's still happening here. Yeah, so I'll be back. Actually, I was just Who back there. Ever? I was just back at. Well, I was back there on Monday for a visit, uh, visiting somebody, and. Um, so let's see, what else do we have? So is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners or to your fans? Um, well, you know, I, I'd really like to just, if anybody, you know, ends up listening who I know to this podcast, you know, I'd, it's always so amazing when people show up to shows, especially people who I haven't seen in a long time, old friends, old acquaintances. It's just you know, I love it. I love seeing people out and I love bringing people together and entertaining the crowd and, you know, watching people have a good time. And I've just really appreciated support from all my friends and, you know, people who are my fans over the years. And I hope that continues to grow. And, 
you know, I, I, I feel lucky to have the support that I do. Um, and I hope that I can keep it going and, and grow it even more. Nice. Well, I expect to be at least at one of your shows. Um, I hope to be at one of your shows too. I'm going to come down to New Hope <laughs> in the spring now. <laughs> All right. Well, now I have to find a, a venue to play at. So <laughs> it's going to take me a little bit you will. To, uh, to figure it out. Um, actually, we might be moving. So I might, we're considering moving to the shore, Jersey Shore too. Oh, nice. So um, I get out to Asbury Park uh, there again. I try and get out. I, I try I try and network as much as possible and support people, get out to see people and um, support. There's this uh, surf rock band from Jersey that I like. They play in Asbury Park a lot called the Black Flamingos. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, I don't think so. I saw them play at Otto's Shrunken Head down, oh, okay. down years ago. They're great. You, you should check them out if you're if you're in Asbury Park. Okay, is that are they out of Asbury Park or, or uh, they know. just play there a lot? They play there a lot, but they're from Jersey. I don't know where in Jersey they're from though. I may have seen their their name, but I, it doesn't ring a bell. Um, but yeah, Otto's Shrunken Head. Yeah, I was gonna get up there. Um, they had a show open before COVID. But I think it started at midnight or something. Oh, that's too late. <laughs> and, and I was working at them. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got an opening at 12 o'clock. I'm like, ah, I don't think I can do that one. Yeah. Well, a lot of shows, I mean, I've, I've seen other shows or people will tell me about their show and I'll want to go see them. And they're like, oh, this is on a weeknight. And they're like, yeah, we start at 10. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't, no can do. Yeah. <laughs> not not during the week, you know, weekends better, you know. Yeah. But, so it's such a shame that way. But, um. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well. Uh, thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks so much for um, inviting me onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. And and I look forward to hearing some some more of your music. Yeah. And, and your new release. Thank and you. Uh, when is the new release again? You think? You have a date. Uh, for end that? of October. Songs of October. from the Coven. Okay. All so, of your um, music. So our listeners hopefully will be looking for that. Thanks again. Thanks, Pat. And, so nice um, to meet you and, and talk with you today. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you in person, hopefully soon. Yes, indeed. Sometime soon. And um, so, um, well, good luck with your release. Thank you. Good luck with, with yours. Awesome. All right. Thanks well, so much right, again. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. For more information about Melissa Gordon on Instagram, The Melgo Experience, Facebook, Melissa Gordon, on all streaming platforms, Look for Melissa Gordon or Melissa and the Mannequins. Upcoming projects for 2022 and 23. Look for Melissa Gordon. For more information about Pat Foran, you can look up Pat Foran Music on the web or go to patforanmusic.com. You can find me on Instagram, pat.foran and also on Facebook. Thanks for listening to Get Labeled Indie Music Roadmap with Pat Foran.